This is Uninvited Company, the podcast where we tell you ghost stories, urban legends, and all the spooky shit. Spooky shit. Today, I'm going to take it away and tell you about a couple of urban legends in the great state of Texas. Texas. We know it very well. Yes. Fun fact, uh, for any of you listening, I'm 6'3". So they... Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for telling them that. I'm sure they... I'm just dying re- to know. I'm just reiterating, the, reiterating that everything's bigger in Texas, and I'm from Texas, and I'm 6'3". Well, I'm 5'7", so I guess that doesn't always turn out that way. Anyway, anyway. we're going to start off with... I have a couple of legends here for you today. Oh, boy. Rather than just one. So the first one we're going to talk about today is the Candy Lady. Oh, I just want to pause just real quick and <laughs> just kind of uh, apologize. I've... <laughs> After listening to part of the last episode, uh, I'm going to be more aware of the amount of times I say actually. Yeah, we're learning some speech habits that both of us have that we don't realize until you listen to yourself. Uh, yeah, for speaking, an hour. speaking into a microphone and uh, listening back to yourself is something entirely new to get used to. So, and it was my first solo episode telling my um, the Mark Twain house stories. So I was a little bit nervous and had a lot of filler words. So, yep, just going to be conscientious. Conscientious. From here on out. Okay. Yeah. Give me the le- the urban legend. Okay. Give it to me. The candy lady. Ew. Not to be mistaken with the candy man. The candy lady? The candy lady. Okay, that sounds less scary. Mm-hmm. But she is kind of creepy, oh, if we're being honest. So, um... The urban legends I'm going to tell you about today, there's no deep historical research that you can go into this. So they are pretty true to the definition of urban legend. Um, it's just a lot of hearsay. Hearsay. As they'd say in the courtroom. So what you say? <laughs> as they'd say in the courtroom. But um, a lot of this stuff is just speculation of okay. where these urban legends came from. So... The Candy Lady, this is who we speculate to be um, a woman named Clara Crane. But there's no definitive um, evidence that makes it truthful that she is actually... Did Clara Crane exist? Is that a real person? I don't know. I I don't have the resources to... (laughs) (laughs) I looked up these people um, as best I could, but there is just a lot of... Pish posh mish mash on the internet. So Well Clara Crane sounds like the perfect candy lady. Yeah, but this so. is this is who people trace it back to. So Alrighty. we'll see what Let's you think. learn about Clara. So the candy lady, um, if it is based on Clara Crane, is based in Terrell, Texas. And Clara Crane was born in 1871, so we're taking it way back. Taking it back to the mm-hmm. 1800s. Yep. So she was married to a man named, named Leonard Gilbert Crane. He was a farmer. Which, okay. you know, 
Texas. Texas. They had a child named Marcella. They oh. called her Marcy sometimes. Oh, I like that, Marcy. However, in 1893, she died. Marcy a, died? Yep. Marcella Crane perished in a farming accident when she was only five years old. Yikes. You hear farming accident, that could be a plethora of things. Yeah. Of unpleasant things. So. Yeah. I mean, if you just take a look at farming equipment, it, yeah. that does not look like a hoedown at all. <laughs> hoedown? <laughs> I wouldn't want a hoedown throwdown with that. <laughs> If you know what I mean. Way to stay on the Texas theme. (laughs) I'm doing my best. So, Clara was pissed that... Wait, how old was Marcy when she died? Five. Five? Mm -hmm. Oh, goodness gracious. Yep. So, Mama Bear was not happy about this. Rightfully so. And she blamed Leonard because at the time of her accident, she found out that he was actually drinking. Oh, no. So she thinks that it's all his fault. For that not, he was neglecting? I guess. The... there There's not much to go off of in details of her accident. Oh, man. Um, so, 1895, two years later, after Marcella passed away, she finally decides to take revenge on Leonard. So she laced his favorite candy. Which Wait, happened. but we don't know. She doesn't know if Leonard is no. the reason that Marcy died. She's just no, she choosing just... to direct her pain and like grieving and yeah. everything toward him and just blame him for yeah, it. Okay. Exactly. Got it. So she laced his favorite candy with poison. Um, his favorite candy happened to be, uh, however you want to say it, caramels or caramels. Caramel. Um, the little like chewy caramel version of candy not the drizzle so (laughs) the drizzle (laughs) just to be just to be specific you you keep going back to like this old-timey accent i i'm getting into character playing the part so i'm an actor so um that was loud (laughs) sorry (laughs) i'm scrolling through my notes so um of course he ate his caramel caramel candy and he died So then the neighbor checked on Clara um, because after this, she seemed shaken and just not doing too hot. The neighbor? Yeah. Okay. Clara's neighbor. Were her Um, and Leonard? Like, like how old? No, she just killed him. So she's like kind of in a frenzy, just like going kind of crazy right now because she just murdered someone. So the neighbor called the sheriff. Um, According to my research, his name was Fred Springer. And he took her into custody after she became aggressive towards him when he showed up. After the neighbor was worried about Yikes. her. Mm-hmm. So then he finds out what happened of her poisoning her husband. And she was put on trial for first degree murder, of course. So they just... They, uh, that happened really fast. They just determined that she poisoned him? Yep. They, like, traced it to the candy? I mean, I mean it was the 1800s. Pre- it was pretty easy um (laughs) to figure it out i guess Um, all right so after she was charged she actually was i think charged with like mania but also murder so she didn't go basically she murdered him but they were just blaming her being crazy yeah so she wasn't sent to prison she was actually sent to the north texas lunatic asylum yeah that's better now known as Terrell State Hospital. So, in 1896, we're 
going into her experiences at the asylum. Um, she was she the staff at the hospital actually found a doll that she made from her bed sheets. No. <laughs> and she would, I don't do dolls. <laughs> she would sing and talk to the doll as if it oh, were Hell no, Clara. No, 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 as if it were her dead child, Marcy. Oh, hell no. Yeah. So. Oh, no, no, no. So she's she's literally the type of person that asylums are made for. Mm-hmm. Oh, so no. there was even. Ew, appar- I just pictured that. <laughs> Apparently there okay. was even a letter found that she had addressed to her sister um, saying that her and Marcy were excited to come home. I have the letter in front of me that I'm going to read to you. Dearest Aggie, I'm elated. Wait, no, no. Go back. I'm going to do this in a Texas (laughs) accent. Rewind. Dearest Aggie, I'm elated. I have been informed by Dr. Matthews that Marcy and I will be returning home in less than three weeks. As you can imagine, Marcy can barely contain her excitement. Every night, she asks, Is tomorrow the day when we go home, Mother? Very soon, I will be able to tell her, yes. Our stay here has been somewhat of a trial, though. I've been grateful to the doctor and his staff and their dedication to our treatment and recovery. Leonard's death had put us in such a severe state of melancholy that I feared we would never escape it. These past few years have been more difficult than any in my life, and my dear Marcella, after all that she has had to endure, has become my strength. My flame of hope. And see. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'll lightly clap. Thank you very much. I'm dedicated also, to my craft. We can do, uh, we can emulate a Texas accent because we're from there. We're born and raised there, so we don't mm-hmm. feel bad. So, so anybody from Texas, we're not making fun. We are literally from there, so we can uh, We're making do fun, as we please. but I have the right. So we have, <laughs> we have the birth right. We do. <laughs> So come okay, at, that's come at me. That's not okay. First off, yeah. uh, her the acting like this doll. Yeah, and then the letter, like she's, it's like she's, if she talks about it or t- brings other people, brings other people into it, it's like she's making it a reality. That's yeah, that's so scary. Uh huh. Yeah, she cry cry. So after two years spent at the asylum slash state hospital. Um, she was released in 1899 due to overcrowding. That's that. That's valid. Yeah. yeah. So we we have too many of you. So uh-huh. bye. So literally, um, get back out there in the real world. <laughs> just start over. Do your she best. Just, they just gave her a push out the door, and that that's so when things. Yeah, that's when things get a little bit foggy with. Clara's whereabouts because no one really knows what happened to her as soon as she was let go. Mm. Which is why it was speculated that she became the candy lady. Okay. So here's where she got her nickname. After her release, children started going missing. So she was released in 1899. Children started going missing in 1903 Near the property where the cranes had previously lived. I'm getting real Hansel and Gretel vibes yeah, right now. Yeah. Except no no witchy activity. She's just 
Crazy. Yeah, crazy. Crazy lady. So children would find candy on their windowsills. And eventually, after a few times taking it, the candy would then have notes tucked into the wrappers. Oh, no. Inviting them to come and play. So eventually... The child, uh, the first child's body was found. You're, you're not gonna like this. The child's body was found. There were a couple of different. Is it, should it be should there be a trigger warning? Uh, maybe. So there's a couple of different um, details that I was able to find online. Some say it was the sheriff's body that was found, um, and then others I found multiple that said that it was actually a child's was body this, that was found. And this is an like actual this. child. This is an actual. Remember, all of the details historically are all kind of muddy okay, right, with this. Right, right, Remember, right. that's why it's an urban legend. Okay. So, apparently... I'm invested. A body, either the sheriff's or a child, was found with forks in their eye sockets. Oh, no. And their pockets were stuffed with candy. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Um, we're going to go with it. it was the sheriff. Yeah. So, it could have been... One of the sheriffs, it could have been Sheriff Fred, I think was his name. Um, Where it was. Yeah. Porque. (laughs) I don't know. So then a local farmer found um, a candy wrapper on his property that had children's teeth tucked inside. Oh, Uh no, ma'am. Yeah, probably from the missing children. It just, like, you have one twisted detail after another twisted detail. Mm-hmm. Yikes. And teeth last pretty much forever, too. Yeah. Since that happened, um, anytime people, or not people, children go missing in the area around Terrell, Texas, they kind of joke that it's the candy lady. Oh, no, no, At no. first. Dark so dark, there was only one potential child's body? Well, there were... I mean, that's that's where the details get money. Remember, this is an urban legend, so all of these details are all kind of just passed down storytelling. But every single one had the details of a body was found, forks in his eyes. With, the, with forks and the uh-huh, candy. Candy wrappers. Candy wrappers on windowsills luring children out. What was her name? Ca- uh, Clara. Clara. That's not okay, Clara. Isn't the name of the the main kid in the Nutcracker Clara? Mm-hmm. I believe so. I'm never going to be able to look at that the same. Me? The Sugar Plum Queen. Yeah, I'm pretty sure her name's Clara. Okay. Now you're making me question it. I think it's Clara. Questioning my memory. So is that the... That is the candy lady. That is the candy lady. It doesn't <laughs> sound dun, dun, scary. Dun. It doesn't sound scary at all when you're like, the candy lady. Uh-huh. Like the candy man. I'm pretty sure there was a movie that came out last year or something like that called The Candyman. Or really? something that I'm thinking of. And it the looks so can. scary. It looks so scary. So The Candy Lady just sounds like a happy-go-lucky, like, oh, it's The Candy Lady. Like, mm-hmm. no. No. <laughs> Not on this podcast. Overcrowding, man. It'll get you. So that's the, that's the story of The Candy Lady. Bye, Clara. Uh-huh. Clara Crane. Clara Crane. No, ma'am. Also reminds me of Ichabod Crane from mm-hmm. Headless Horseman. Yes, there is a connection. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe that's where they got it from. That just got me real excited for fall. 
mm-hmm. coming up. We have, what, two months and then falls here? Yep. Oh, I can't wait to do all the spooky things. What do they call it on Morbid Podcast? They call it uh, September pre-fall. Pre-fall, do they? <laughs> I think so. I, I like that. So they talk about it because a lot of people hate on September because... It's just the stepping stone. Yeah, it's like, come on, October needs to get here. But it, it, it just extends your fall festivities like into another month. It's like you have a whole month of like preparing for mm-hmm. fall. And that's when my birthday is. Yes, so you can't hate on September. <laughs> Sorry. So we'll move on to the second legend. Moving on to... This next one. Drumroll, please. That doesn't sound <laughs> like a drum. <laughs> Like a drum roll. What? There you go. There we go. That's a low rumble. The Lady of the Lake. The Lady of the Lake? Yeah. So last Duh. week we had the Lady in White. Mm-hmm. Now we have the Lady of the Lake. Mm-hmm. All right. Also going to refer to, um, uh, what is it called? Bl- uh, Haunting of Bly Manor. Again. Okay. <laughs> in this episode because there is a Lady of the Lake in that. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. So, the Lady of the Lake in Texas, is the ghost of White Rock, which is White Rock Lake. Okay. Um, so, so she has two names. Well, I mean, there's technically, like, an article about it called the Ghost of Wa- Lady of the Lake, the Ghost of White Rock, I believe, is the... So fancy. So. When I die, mm-hmm. I want to be known as something like that. Mm-hmm. So, this story is set in Dallas, Texas. Hey, yo, that's where I was born. I know. Back in the 1900s. True. So, Dallas, Texas. Dallas. White Rock Lake is actually ranked 7th out of 14 in a Reader's Digest article titled 14 of of the World's Most Haunted Bodies of Water, right above Loch Ness. Ooh. Loch Ness. I did not write this article, so, you know, don't go hating on it. It literally exists. I did my research. It's there. Yes. I don't know what the criteria was, but yeah, they ranked ranked it 7 out of 14 above Loch Ness. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear number 7. It's going to be creepy. It's going to be spooky. Give me the creepy. It's going to be chilling. Give me the chill. Got a little bit of Elvis in there. Oops. Okay. So... Again, urban legend. Okay. No one knows when the story began. We don't know. There's multiple different sources of where it could have come from, which is what makes it so fun. So fun. But one of the first... (laughs) One of the first ones. Are you my cheerleader now? (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting hyped for this next story. (laughs) One of the first accounts um, began... With the students at Woodrow Wilson High School in East Dallas. Why does that sound so familiar? Woodrow Wilson. I don't know. Did mom go to school there? I don't know. Why does that that sound so familiar? I feel like she's told me stories and I've heard Woodrow Wilson. I'm texting her as soon as we're done with this. That's so funny. I really feel. We'll have an update. (laughs) Just because I feel like our mom went there. I really. Okay. Okay, so Woodrow Wilson, the students at Woodrow Woodrow Wilson in the 1930s. Okay, so that was one of the earliest. That is a possibility of where it came from, but the first written publication 
was by Anne Clark in the Texas Folklore Society's 1943 publication, Backwoods to Border. So here's what it read. One hot July night, a young city couple, having driven out and parked on the shore of White Rock Lake, switched on the headlights of the car and saw a white figure approaching them. As the figure came straight to the driver's window, no. they saw it was a young girl dressed in a sheer white dress. Lady in white. She's in white. <laughs> um, True to the name. That was dripping wet. She spoke in somewhat, in a somewhat faltering voice. She said, I'm so sorry to intrude, and I would not under any other circumstances, but I must find a way home immediately. I was in a boat that overturned. The others are safe, but I must get home. Oh, very articulate. Okay, mm-hmm. she just said like a whole paragraph. She had well, a whole monologue. I mean, if this was written in 1943, people are a lot... <laughs> I feel like a lot more literate. Than they have a lot more to say. <laughs> so... She climbed into, I don't, okay, this, this is where I didn't go too far into my research. Do you know what a rumble seat is? Can't say that I do. <laughs> well, if anybody listening knows what a rumble seat is, it's mentioned in this, so. A rumble congrats seat. Congrats if you know what it is. Oh, you don't know what it is? No. <laughs> Wait, pause. Okay, we're back. We had, I had to look this up. I had to consult Google. A rumble seat is also called a mother-in-law seat. It's basically just a an upholstered exterior seat folded into the rear of a coach, carriage, or early motor car. So it's like an extra seat. Rumble car. See, Wait, I rumble was, seat. I was, I was out here picturing the side car seat, no. like in Harry Potter on a motorcycle. It's like, <laughs> like it's like, like, like a like third attached. seat. It's like a back seat. It's like an extra back seat. So a three-seater. Sure. Car. Okay. Okay, so... She climbed into the extra seat, the, the extra rumble seat. seat, saying that she did not wish to get the, um, saying that she did not wish to get the young lady wet, and gave them an address in Oak Cliff. That also sounds familiar. Oak Cliff. Oak Cliff. Hmm. I feel like Mom's mentioned that. She gave them an address in Oak Cliff on the opposite side of Dallas. So the young couple felt an uneasiness concerning their strange passenger. And as they neared the destination, the girl, to avoid hunting the address, turned to the rumble seat to ask directions. The rumble seat was empty, but it was wet. Yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I got, I got, I got arm chills. So she was there. <laughs> so, but okay. A little bit more. All right. After a brief, futile search for the girl in white, the couple went to the address she had given and were met at the door by a man whose face showed lines of worry. When he had heard the couple's story, the man replied in a troubled voice, This is very str- This is a very strange thing. You are the third couple who has come to me with this story. Three mm. weeks ago, while sailing on White Rock Lake, my daughter was drowned. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So she's just trying to get home. So, Does similar... She- yeah. She mm-hmm. might, it's like the, it's like Our Lady in White last week. Yeah, like, that's does what she I was even, say. Does she even know that she's dead? Like Similar to the Lady in White at oh, it, the Mark Twain house. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that she honestly. She for rides. Yeah, home. that's sad. But she never makes it. Which also She never me. makes it. That's such no. a good, oh, that just gave me chills. Uh-huh. She, like, she can spout out this whole 
paragraph of saying what happened to her and that she and like tell them what mm-hmm. her address is to take her home and she doesn't make it. There is something really sad and poetic about that. Well, I mean that reminds me of once again Bly Manor. It's literally a curse on the manor. Like you can't and all leave. the ghosts can't leave the property. Oh. So I wonder if something similar happens of like the place you die. Uh, depending on same yeah. with You're, ghosts a attaching type to thing. yeah same with ghosts attaching to objects whatever mm-hmm. they decide to attach to whether it's the place or a thing they're still confined to only be able to follow that and the rules of that you know oh yeah i don't if that if she were a passenger of mine i don't even know if i would be as creeped out like turning and seeing her not there after speaking with her father i would be I would be more sad that she doesn't make it to her destination. Like, these other people are seeing her and her own family can't see her again. Mm-hmm. That's... That's... Mm. Yep. Well, lady in... Lady in white? Lady in the water? Lady... <laughs> what was she called? Lady in the water. Um, the... Lady of the lake. Lady of the lake. <laughs> the ghost at White Rock. Aww. So, that is one version of the story. Oh, there's multiple. Plot twist. Did you think I was done? <laughs> yeah, I did. I am not. <laughs> so, Frank X. Tolbert's book, Neiman Marcus, Texas, The Story of the Proud Dallas Store. This is another story. Okay. One night, about ten years ago, a beautiful blonde girl ghost appeared on a road near Dallas's White Rock Lake. Mr. and Mrs. Guy Malloy. I hate when people have the name Guy. Sorry to anybody that has that name, but I think it's kind of weird. <laughs> she said what she said. She's not sorry. I did. Uh, no take backs. So, Mr. and Mrs. Malloy, directors for display for the world-famous specialty store, Neiman Marcus, saw the girl. Why are you looking at me? I was trying not to yawn. Oh. <laughs> Am I boring you? <laughs> it we're is kind of late. We're recording a little bit late, later than we normally do. So I was trying not to yawn so it wouldn't pick up on the mic. <laughs> okay, so my spittle coming the out Malloys of my mouth. Saw the girl. Only they didn't recognize her right off for a ghost. She had walked up from the beach, and she stood there in the headlights, just like the other story. See, that of makes the, it creepy. In of the, the slow... Ew, don't don't describe that. It literally made my... What, you're describing it! <laughs> I'm just repeating it. This is your story, fool. Okay, well... Like, imagine this woman... This, okay. She just... There's the headlights, and you okay. just stand stare forward, and she's dripping wet. I know. She's in white. It reminds me of the movie... Of maybe? The maybe. movie um, Gothica that oh. Hillary, Hillary... I cannot speak tonight. Halle Berry is in. That's like oh. one of the first scary movies I ever watched. I've it's, ne- never heard of it. Or yeah, I watched it. it with dad. Of course. <laughs> so. He was a art entryway to a lot of yeah. scary movies she's at like, young ages. She's like stopped. She's on her way home, um, Halle Berry. And there's a woman like in the middle of the road. And I think she's wet. And she uh, looks like she needs yeah. help. And Halle I'm, gets out of the car. And mm-mm. like as soon as she touches her... Essentially, the like that ghost like possesses her and possesses her to like kill her Ew. husband with an axe. Oh, I didn't know it was going that and far. And then the next time she like the last thing she remembers is seeing the girl in the middle of the road, and then she wakes up and she's like 
in restraints in a in a mental hospital. Oh, that sounds like a straight up nightmare. Yeah, and so she's try she has no idea what happened. Oh, and she's no. trying to figure out, and the ghost is like trying to get her, like lets her out, and you oh. see like just wet footprints in the hospital. <laughs> it's Ew. really scary. Moral of the story. If you see a if you see a person that's dripping wet, just leave them be. Um, call. You can say, "Hey, um, nine one one. Hello, we got a lady." Exactly like that. We got a lady. <laughs> just play this wet. recording. If this ever happens to you, and just just roll down your window just en- just enough until it's to where she can hear you and say, "Hey, I called for help," and then just you get to your destination. <laughs> you get there. You get there safely. Or just don't cross rivers at night <laughs> or wet areas. Yeah. Um, All good advice. My, that, yeah, that's my best my best bets. So she's in the headlights. I'm finding my place. In the headlights. Dear in the headlights. Um, so once they see her in front of the in front of the car and she um, the car slows down and then Mrs. Malloy says, Stop. I can't say this guy's name without laughing. Guy? Sorry. It says, I'm reading this word for word. Stop, guy. (laughs) I can't. That girl seems in trouble. I have to read this in Moira. Sorry. That girl seems in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) She must have fallen in the lake. Her dress is wet. Yet, you can tell that it is a very fine dress. So, Mrs. Malloy... Not only was worried about this girl's where being, but where she got her clothes from. <laughs> because what's funny about this account of the entire story is that she thinks that the girl's dress is from Neiman Marcus. Yeah. So she says, yet you can tell that it is a very fine dress. She certainly got it at the store. By the store, Mrs. Malloy meant the Neiman Marcus Company of Dallas. So the girl spoke to them, just like in the other story, in a friendly, cultured contralto to the couple. <laughs> Why do they write like this? Why do you do more so good? <laughs> cultured contralto to the couple after the car had stopped. She said she'd like to be taken to an address on, I can't, Gaston Avenue. Gaston. No one could Okay. Back to our show. Back to our regular scheduled programming. Um, uh, Gaston Avenue in the nearby Lakewood section. It was an emergency, she said. She didn't explain what had happened to her, unlike the other story. And the Malloys were too polite to ask. She had long hair, which was beginning to dry in the night breeze. It was drying? Yeah, I guess she had... Huh. She was waiting for a while for to hitchhike, I guess. Okay. So, Mrs. Malloy was now sure that this girl was wearing a Neiman Marcus dress. She was very gracious as she slipped by Mrs. Malloy and got in the back seat of the two-door sedan. I like how she made a point to say she is well off. She That's a Neiman Marcus dress. Yeah. I know it from a mile away. Um. What I see from from the whole Neiman Marcus um, details included is that they saw a ghost story, they came up with their own version of it, and then they made sure to advertise their For store Neiman Marcus and attach themselves to a spooky story to gain 
attention. That's smart. That's that's what I see, at least. That's definitely smart, especially mm-hmm. for back then. Using so, your wits. Mm-hmm. So, when the car stopped, Mrs. Malloy turned to converse with the passenger in the Neiman Marcus gown. Oh my god, how many times do they have to mention this? <laughs> the girl had vanished. Oh. <laughs> Let me try that again. <laughs> Damn it. There you go. The girl had vanished. And there was a damp spot on the back seat. You don't say. Damp spot. Damp spot. So, once again, leaving evidence that the entire occurrence happened. And they're not crazy. But she disappeared, y'all. don't have anyone to show for it. So, they, after... After this, they decided to just go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and go to the address on Gaston Avenue. A middle-aged man answered the door. Yes, he had a daughter with long blonde hair who wore nothing but Neiman Marcus clothes. You don't say! But she had been drowned not a few weeks before, like the other story. But about two years before, when oh. she fell off a pier at White Rock Lake. Okay. So a little bit different of difference. Different story. Yeah, in the cause of death. Mm-hmm. So if she drowned... And the time by, frame. Yeah, also, if she had drowned just by falling off the pier, she either, A, was younger in this version of the story, or B, didn't know how to swim. Mm-hmm. Which is That's common. believable. That's common. Um, just my assumptions. The point of this story. I didn't write this, just remember. <laughs> I'm reading this from a first account. The point of the story, for our purposes, is not that Mr. and Mrs. Guy Malloy, a hardworking, sober, no-nonsense couple... Oh, wait, you ha- made sure to put in there that they're sober. <laughs> no-nonsense couple. Say very firmly that they saw a ghost. Other folks say they have seen the beautiful girl ghost of White Rock. The point of this story is that she was a very well-dressed ghost. (laughs) That is the point. (laughs) Not that there's a little girl ghost out there just damp and trying to get home in a perpetual limbo. You can look good even in the afterlife. Girl, she was wearing Neiman Marcus head to toe. (laughs) 24-7. You want to stick around in the afterlife? Die in Neiman Marcus clothing. (laughs) You must be (laughs) well-dressed. That was gorgeous. That was a little bit of Carol Channing coming in there. (laughs) That vibrato. That is the story from the Malloys. Okay. You know, obviously. Take it with a take it with a grain of salt. A little (laughs) bit bogus. (laughs) So there were multiple accounts of a woman in white seen drenched by the lake. Um, and some say a lady knocks on the doors by the lake Ew. of the houses. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't so like knocking. So that one's a little bit spooky. I don't do knocking. Maybe seeing a seeing a wet girl, I can I can choose. No, I'm not gonna let you in my car. I'll call somebody for you. But knocking, yeah, no. That they've she's already found where you live. Uh huh. She's already arrived. She's there. She's there. She's outside. Uh huh. I wonder, okay, 
dramatic effect. Here's here's the creepy part of that. I I would like to know of like the accounts of people hearing knocks on their doors. I wonder if they ever went out on their porch and saw like wet footprints. I don't know. That just that took such a creepy turn. I'm just imagining yeah. hearing knocking and opening your door. Period. I mean, we live in the world where you pretty much like you don't answer your door when people knock, right? No. Everybody has doorbell cameras. Yeah, now, you have a camera. Me. You're not going to go open the door. Even if I know who you are and you're dropping off a package, I'm going to wait till you walk away. Mm-hmm. But, walk away, yay, yay. Yeah. <laughs> for, those, for those that know the reference. Yeah. <laughs> not, not I. So. Yeah, I can't even imagine hearing knocking. Because, okay, when I, when I hear that, I'm picturing the super creepy, you know. Yeah. Slow in three of them. Yeah. I would never open my door. No. I would not either. Some the lady knocks. That's the not, lady knocks. That, okay. <laughs> and then another Which s- lady? Knocks? Which lady? What? The lady <laughs> You said the lady knocks. Which lady? That's what I just said. <laughs> I don't understand the question. Is it the lady in what in in in? Obviously. <laughs> okay, I was just making sure. No, I just another... introduced a new character forty I, minutes I, in. I wanted to make sure there wasn't another lady, like a different version. No, that's just another version of the story of like okay around the area of White Rock Lake. I'm with you now. <laughs> I okay. understand. So. And there's another story that gives a, a suggestion of why she's in white, and it's of a distraught bride who drowned herself. Oh, cold that's feet. dark. Cold feet, literally. <laughs> that was the worst drum sound. <laughs> no, I said. That's not what it sounds like. That's what it is. No. <laughs> sound like the gum gum give me dum dum give me gum gum guy no okay that's my version okay and i'm sticking with it i'm sticking with it okay it sounds like it no it doesn't moving on all right you listeners you can vote is rachel's better or is it mine it's mine sounds like realistic it's not just the typical all right well the is supposed to be a symbol and if you cut it off yeah, exactly. Okay. It has to, it has to, it has to shimmer. All right, we've spent it... too much okay. time talking about this now. <laughs> okay, so a distraught bride who drowned herself. Distraught that's another, bride. That's another theory. That's sad. Mm-hmm. It's all sad, but mm-hmm. that's they and it's that she drowned herself, not even that it was an accident. Mm-hmm. And then Oof. another theory came in 1935 from Louise Ford Davis who apparently left a suicide note found by her sister and was later found dead in the lake. That's another suggestion. They're all horrible. Who it could be. Um, And then the last one that I found was 1942. A woman named Rose Stone also drowned herself in the lake. That's a very unlucky lake. People need to stop going to this lake. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, we went to just a lake. Rope it off. We went to a lake as a kid that literally had a cove called Hell's Gate, and we kept going. 
Yeah, but that's. I should do. I should do an episode on Hell's Gate because I should literally be. one one year at. Um, it's a popular place for Fourth of July for boats to tie up. If you don't know, and I was there. Um, waiting on the fireworks show in a boat, and they sent everybody home because a woman died. Yeah, so that was an unfortunate case of, a dead body. of drinking and swimming without a uh, yep. swimming apparatus. Yeah, she was. I think she was drunk and um, fell in between. Because when you tie the boats, there's like a little bit of room in mm. between, and they think that she fell in between and just got pinned. Yeah, water bodies of water are not something to mess with. That's my. Water or, f- well, I mean, were you gonna say water or fire? Your yeah, biggest fear is two yeah. opposites. But also, I mean, water drowning apparently is like one of the most painful ways to die. Yeah, I don't that's even want to think about it. I don't even think so. That's that's the other thing is if if the, one of those theories is correct and um, it's the bra- the bride who drowned herself. Mm-hmm. Like you had, you you couldn't just walk away. Mm-mm. Walk from away. your wedding day walk away girl go get you another man mm-hmm. go live your life if you I don't know. want a man depending on the time period oh of, yeah. yeah i guess you don't oh man mm-hmm. that's horrid that's a horrible horrible way to die it was not an option that's a horrible way to die and then also to come back and you're just trying to get home mm-hmm. yeah it's all very depressing yeah lady of the lake yeah. Lakes are spooky places. They are they. spooky. There are so many haunted lakes, mm-hmm. haunted bodies, bodies of water that mm-hmm. um, we're, go- we're going to dive <laughs> into for sure. At a later. See, you changed it. Did I? Yes, you did. <laughs> See, you literally just changed it. You're what did I say? Now. What did I say earlier? <laughs> oh. Okay. That sounds right. I can't even mimic what you said because it was so weird. I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> it's late. Uh, I've been trying not to look at your sumo wrestler bun this whole time. I'm comfy because it's late. Me too. Me too. I'm in my PJs. Me too. All right. Now we get to go to sleep thinking of the yes, lady. The lady of the lakes. Lake. One lake. The lady of the lake. The, the lady ghost of, the lake. of White Rock. Or right. the ghost of White Rock. I'm probably going to have a nightmare tonight of some woman just dripping wet. Yep. I'll be there right next to you, hey! sister. <laughs> so, those are the Texas urban legends that I got for you this week. All right. Let me know we what got you the, think. the candy lady and the mm-hmm. lady was the theme, I guess. Yes. This was a feminine-driven episode. Yeah, yeah. Because women in power because we are bad bitches yes and we can do that oh my gosh i need to do an episode i might do new orleans next because i want to talk about the tour i went on in mm-hmm. new orleans called the bad bitches of new orleans it was a good tour you have to find a good urban legend mm-hmm. well next week monday will be uh, a new ghost story or two I'm not narrated by yours truly. Yours truly. Rachel. Me. Hi. Yes. Hi. (laughs) Uh, It will be a surprise. I actually, I think we'll post on the Instagram, post on the story or something like that. A little hint 
um, because it's a very, uh, it's historically, it's a very well-known case, I would say. Uh, it's a very popular um, place for ghost, for paranormal experts to want to explore and get their own EVPs and stuff. And it's, yeah, it's pretty well known. So we'll post a little something in the story and see if anybody can guess what it's about. Ooh, I can't wait. It's going to be horrid. I'm so excited to hear it. Next Monday, if you want to come back. And listen to us again. Listen to our wonderful, soothing voices again. You know where to find us. Yeah. We'll be here. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, making, we're in the process of making a Facebook. Yes. Um, I'm very we busy. Have a tw- we have a Twitter. We do have a Twitter. Um, you can find us pretty much everywhere. Well, those three platforms. <laughs> so. Everywhere worldwide. <laughs> everywhere uh, in those three. On those three platforms. As well as um, multiple listening streaming websites. Mm-hmm. You can send us a message. Apple Podcast. Podbean. We have our page. Our Podbean has all of the other platforms that we're on. Yeah. So. And if you're still here, I mean, this is episode four. Yeah. We're four episodes in now. Uh-huh. So if you're still here Same. and listening to our voices and like the way we tell you stories, tell, be, tell you creepy shit, then you should send us a message or go give us a kind review and let us know what you like about the show. Mm-hmm. It'll help us narrow down things and get, just get better for you. Yeah. Talk yeah. to us. We want to hear it. We want to talk to you. I'd like to hear your opinion. Your thoughts. Give us your message. Your thoughts, your opinions. So we'll be back next Monday. Bye. Stay spooky.